The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head, When the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. When it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Our collect that opens today's service begins with Keep, O Lord, your household, the church, in your faith and love. How does God keep this household? In that strange reading we hear today from Ezekiel, we hear a priest and prophet wrestling with the fact that the household is being taken piece by piece into exile in Babylon as Israel slowly succumbs to the machinations and will of empire to the north. Ezekiel turns to these strange metaphors about cedars growing up and getting lopped off at the top and then growing anew. Strange predictions about the household of God. He's talking a little bit about kings who are coming into power and although they will be beholden to the will of Babylon, The nobles are being taken out of the country. It seems almost as he writes this, there is hope somewhere on the horizon because we all know it takes a long time for a cedar tree to grow up. A little bit closer to home, the older I get and the longer I stay doing this work of being in charge of a parish and Working for the church, I realize just how threadbare things really are. Many of you who have served on the vestry, you know what I mean. Things always seem to be fragile and at the edge of going over the precipice. 
it's a recipe for a lot of anxiety, and there's always a lot of that in the water. The institutional church has always been, if truth be told, a little bit or a lot threadbare. No matter how much money we may think we have in the bank, we know that something big could go wrong and then we would have no money in the bank. That's just for starters. Look around you. We're not exactly packing it in, and that's because we're in Southern Marin, right? Our youth who were confirmed just yesterday would tell you that if they tell many of their peers at school that they go to church, they get a strange look at best. At worst, they get peppered with questions. What's church, for starters? And why would you go there on a Sunday morning when you could be out doing something fun, like uh, playing sports or going to the beach or taking a hike or just sleeping in on that one day of the week when you can, right? Do you see what I mean? We're a threadbare enterprise, a threadbare household, if you will. The paradoxical news, or even the good news, if you like, that Jesus offers us in his parables today is that he knows this about us. He knew this about the company of his first followers, Their household was on the road. There were no walls around them, no upkeep, but at the same time, they were vulnerable. And Mark, the earliest of our gospel writers, paints it up to be the main color, if you like, or the background of the entire gospel, and that is that the reign of God, what Mark calls the kingdom of God, is under constant threat by the world. Why? Because it's not powerful. It's not influential. It's not terribly wealthy by worldly standards. And the people who belong to it are about as far away from the seats of power as you can constantly get. And into the life of Jesus and his first followers, there constantly come a parade of religious authorities and the Romans asking hard questions. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And why are you bothering? It's a threadbare exercise. In the world's eyes, it's futile. Has no future. And yet here we are 2,000 years later. When Ellie Reed came down from Christchurch Sausalito, the wife of the vicar, back in 1892, she founded a Sunday school right here on this spot. She managed somehow, by hook or by crook, knowing California in those days, probably by crook as much as by hook, to convince the people who had control of the land to donate it to the mission of Church of Our Savior. And so we were founded. It was always a threadbare operation. If we were to go back and talk to some of our spiritual ancestors on this site, they would probably tell us what the struggles were like in the early days, trying to figure out how to house and pay for Father Howitt, who came all the way from Adelaide, Australia, to serve here. 
how they made it through the First World War and through those Depression days when Mill Valley was a little cottage town and people who lived here full-time were mostly working class and it was hard to scrape two pennies together to pay for what you needed to live, let alone to keep this little household upright. been around long enough to have had conversations with Murray Hammond and to hear him and Muriel talk about the struggles of what it was like to be in charge of this little household for over 30 years and the ups and downs of it. That's the life, isn't it? It's threadbare. It's tricky. But Jesus says to us, if we have ears to hear in today's gospel, this is normal. What shall I compare to the kingdom, the reign of God, Jesus asks rhetorically in his teachings. He talks about the sower of seeds, and many of you keep gardens and you know what that's like. You don't know how the plants grow. You know, you just have to get the seeds into the right kind of ground and give them water every once in a while, and somehow, they'll grow. But as you all know, they won't grow while you're looking, right? It's when you turn your back on them and you come back a few days later and they're poking through the soil, putting forth their first fresh green shoots that you realize something almost miraculous is happening. And there are only a few things you can do for that. You can water them a little bit. Maybe prune them as they get bigger. Maybe cull them if they get too crowded. But at the end of the day, it's out of your hands. It's out of everyone's hands. It's what we call the miracle of life. Those of you who are at all acquainted with the healing arts know that even the greatest physicians in the world would tell you They don't make people heal. They just help create the conditions for people to heal. Everything else is a mystery and out of their hands. Oh, sure, the biologist can tell us what happens in the cells and how the body responds to certain stresses and stimuli. It's all been studied, but at the end of the day, no one can snap their fingers and make it happen. It happens of its own accord. Or as my grandmother used to be fond of saying, of its own violation, right? This is what Jesus is talking about. And then we come to that favorite parable about the mustard seed. Most of you have mustard seeds at home, right? You have them in your kitchen cabinet. They're good for salad dressings and seasonings. They're decorative. They're pretty. They're almost pearl-like, right? And yellow, that's not the mustard seed that Jesus is talking about. The mustard seed that Jesus is talking about is as fine as dust and as uninteresting. You would almost sweep it up if you were cleaning your house and wouldn't even notice it. 
More than that, Jesus is talking about that fine mustard seed that you can hardly see or capture growing up into a shrub. Not even the great cedar that Ezekiel envisions in the midst of exile, but a shrub, sort of like the coyote brush on Mount Tam. You know the stuff. You've probably hiked through it. You've probably got the scrapes and scratches to prove it. It's not very pleasant. It's not something you would want in your garden, necessarily. It's certainly not decorative, but it's stubborn stuff. Resilient. Drought tolerant. And it gives shelter to some of the most vulnerable creatures on the continent. The birds of the air, maybe the little rodents that we don't like to talk about all that much, the rabbits looking for cover. It keeps them out of sight of the predators during the day and the sun off their backs and out of their eyes at high noon. It is the shelter for those who are most vulnerable in God's good creation. Maybe that's what Jesus is talking about today in that parable. This is who we are. Scrubby. Scratchy sometimes. Stubborn for sure. Resilient in times of drought. Putting forth green shoots when the rains come. Nurturing not just our souls, but the souls of the vulnerable who come into our midst. It's because we are threadbare that we can do that. Not because we are strong or powerful or even influential. But because we have placed our hope of the care and the faith and the love of this household not on our own shoulders, but in the hands of God. And so here we are, getting close to the end of a pandemic, still here, like the coyote brush, still sitting on the slopes of Mount Tam, providing shelter when people need it, maybe some shade from the noonday sun, hope when they need it, a little bit of nurture and care as we can offer it, with one purpose and one purpose only, to make room for the inbreaking brain of God, not just the source of our faith and comfort, but the source of life. And if we have ears to hear, the source of everything.
Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.